Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Joel chapter 3, verse 14. We will all one day be held accountable for every decision that we make in this life. Every decision will one day lead us to a destination that will be a culmination of our decisions. That place that represents our choices, what we chose to serve, where we put our trust, our priorities, and who we chose to align ourselves with will all be reflected in our personal valley of decision. It is at this place that God will look upon us, where we stand, who we stand with, and what we stand for, and make his decision concerning us. Either to judgment, For the unbelieving, the prideful, the selfish, and the arrogant. Or to glory for the humble and faithful. You see, this valley of decision that Joel was speaking of is a real place. Earlier in the chapter, in verse 12, we find that it's actually referring to the valley of Jehoshaphat in a prophetic description of God's coming judgment in the final battle before his millennial reign. The word Jehoshaphat actually means Jehovah has judged. Therefore, the valley of decision is a place where God has determined to judge or enact his decision concerning Our decisions. What exactly are the decisions that will land us in this valley? Well, in a literal sense, this speaks of a time when many will follow Satan by way of the Antichrist. They will make decisions based on fear, control, greed, a desire for vainglory, pomp, title, position, love of the world and of the things of it, comfort and misplaced faith in men and the doctrines of demons that glorify men rather than God. These things will cause them to be deceived by the Antichrist and follow him into this valley to war against the true God and his saints, which are those who trusted God even to the point of risking all, including their own lives. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says that these very saints, they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb. That's what Jesus did at Mount Calvary for us, for the remission of our sins, for their redemption, and by the word of their testimonies, because that their lives were the demonstration that proved the validity and power and deity of this Jesus, and that they loved not their lives unto the death, they were willing to 
speak the truth and to tell others of what God had done for them. They were willing to profess him as their Lord and Savior no matter what it cost them. They were willing to obey him no matter who hated them for their obedience. In the literal sense, it is in this valley that people's decisions are made clear and God judges those decisions by enacting his own decision, his final unwavering judgment. The fact that the valley's name literally means Jehovah has judged and is described as the valley of decision tells us that at this point, God has made his final decision and it will not be changed. This is the last straw. There will be no more chances after this. He will make his decision. And you know what the most amazing thing is? God has actually already judged. But in his mercy, he gave us the rule book and then gave us space for repentance, a time to get into alignment with it. That's why Jesus said that it's not him who will judge us, but the words that he has spoken, the words that are written in the scriptures, because they were not from him, they were from the Father. They are the truth, the righteous judgments. Now, in the spiritual sense, when we find ourselves in our own personal valley of decision, we have to realize that there comes a point at which God's mercy is lifted and his judgment is poured out. God is so patient, kind, merciful, and loving. But he is also just, true to his words and warnings, terrible, worthy to be reverenced, honored, and feared. God will deliver truth to us at all costs. He will give us every sign and opportunity to receive it. He is long-suffering towards us in the process of showing us the error that we walk in. Yet there does come a point at which if we do not heed, humble, submit, and repent, that he gets enough of our pride, rebellion, and unbelief and makes a decision to enact his righteous judgment. Now, in the physical, this real-life valley is located between the Mount of Olives, the place where Jesus taught some of his greatest truths and drew men unto himself in love, peace, and wisdom, and Jerusalem, the place of Jesus' rejection, abuse, slander, shame, and crucifixion. In the spiritual, we may think that we can walk the fence between serving Jesus and rejecting him and be okay, but that path will only land you right in the valley of decision between the Mount of Olives and Jerusalem. There will come a point at which you will be forced to take a side 
and the decision you make or don't make concerning God will determine the decision that God makes concerning you. So choose ye this day whom you will serve. Don't stay in Jerusalem. Don't risk being caught in the valley of decision. Choose to sit fully on the mount at the feet of Jesus. Note that the final battle is not fought in Jerusalem or on the mount. It will be fought in the valley. It's about separating the goats from the sheep, the wheat from the tares, and destroying that valley once and for all. Oh, my friend, you better get it in your spirit that the time is short and judgment is coming. There's no more time to be lukewarm, hypocritical, or undecided. Take God's side while you are still able to make the decision. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Oh, let the profession of our heart today be what was spoken in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. If it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, then you choose yourself whom you will serve, whether it be the gods that your father served on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. You make a decision for you, for your family, for your territory. You stand and proclaim and claim the land. You make your profession known and you live by what you know. If Jesus said it, you better believe it and obey it and be willing to speak it. Remember, they overcame because they loved not their own lives even unto the death. You better get over that fear of man. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, it says, And I saw the heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written, that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed after him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. Lord, we repent today of being indecisive. Lord, we repent today of unbelief for being wishy-washy. Lord, we repent today of fear, of the fear of men, of the fear of rejection. Oh, Lord, we repent today of not taking a stand for righteousness, for the word of God, for what we know you said. Oh Lord, we repent today for coming into agreement with men and with doctrines and with demons and with counterfeit spirits and with the culture and with ideologies, with the antichrist and the world system because your word is clear that those who make themselves a friend of the world will find themselves to be 
the enemy of God. Oh Lord, we are willing to stand with our King and to choose your side. Even if it calls for separation from what's easy and pleasing and accepted by the masses. After all, that's the very definition of holiness. Our Jesus was despised and rejected. Do you think that you're better than him? Whoever sold you this lie, that the great end time revival would be something accepted, manned by celebrities and personalities, no. It's going to come mixed with trial and tribulation. Yes, he will pour out his spirit and we will be strong and do great exploits. But keep reading the passage. In the midst of it, many of them will lose their very lives. There is a war on and you will choose a side because God is coming to destroy the valley of decision. There will be no more fence walking. You're either with him or against him. Because the truth is that God has already judged. The judgment has already actually been given. That's why it is your valley of decision. It's the place for you to decide which side you are on in this fight. To decide if you believe him and are willing to humble yourself and obey and follow him. Because even the undecided will wish that they had taken God's side while there was still time. Because this dispensation will end. And it will end at the Battle of Armageddon. Don't be deceived into being one of those who are found fighting against him. Because here is the simple truth about God's decision. He has already judged the prince of this world, that old Satan, according to Jesus. The valley is just there to see if you will be judged with him. Jesus said, you're either for me or against me. You're either gathering or scattering. And even by doing nothing, you make your decision. Better humble yourself and cry out now while there's still space for repentance. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.